0: Hello and welcome to The SeaCast, a podcast where cousins converse cinema. For today's episode, we are going to take you behind the scenes of our podcast and tell you all a little bit about ourselves, what we do, and who we are outside the podcast, as well as some of our favorite movies and some projects and films we are excited about in the upcoming future. As always, please reach out to our email, theccastpodcast at gmail.com, or DM us on Twitter at theccastpodcast with any questions or comments. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and let's get into it. So first, we're gonna start off a little bit and we're gonna try to keep this episode a little bit more relaxed in conversation format. Um, Unfortunately, for you listening, you can't see us, but we do have our cameras on looking at one another um, so that we can see each other and try to make it a little bit more relaxed. But starting off here, and I'll let Melissa and Anthony, I'll let you guys take it away. Um, Why did you guys come up with the idea for this podcast? Um, And I know this is something that you two had originally come up with, and thankfully you guys let me jump on the bandwagon and piggyback and join you guys. Um, But what what kind of brought this on? Why did you guys want to do this?
1: Well, I will start. So Anthony and I are siblings. Um, We obviously grew up together. Well, not so obviously, but we grew yeah. up together mm-hmm. um, and we have a difference about six and a half years between us. But I think something as we have uh, like as we have grown up together, something we have really bonded over is watching movies. Um, I, I feel like that kind of started with my mom, our mom, like she would do my hair in mm-hmm. front of the TV every yeah. every week. Um sometimes twice a week, and so our ritual would be i mean that's fifty two times a year, you know, and our ritual would be sit down and like this is family movie movie night, mom's gonna do Melissa's hair, and we're gonna put a movie on and so Anthony has known that
2: my entire his life.
1: entire life, yeah. yeah and his entire childhood until I left for college um and so we really bonded over movies and talking about them and uh, we created a game, even called the movie game, where we would quote movies. Oh my that gosh! I like... forgot
2: about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, the movie game, dude, where <laughs> we would like quote movies to each other, and we'd have to guess what movie we were quoting. And so it made us kind of like pay closer attention to the words and the details in movies, mm. and um, we just loved that. And I think once once the mo- Marvel movies started coming out we always loved action movies. We were obsessed with watching Pirates of the Caribbean and Lord of the Rings as well. Um, But then when the Marvel movies came out, I mean, we, we would just watch them over and over and over again and talk about them. And my dad, our dad would be involved and our mom would, you know, kind of be involved here and there, you know, but we, we just could not stop talking about it. We couldn't stop. And, and I mean, I don't know what it, what it was for you, if you want to <laughs>
2: pick up. Yeah, um, so I guess j- to jump into the Marvel thing real quick, I remember going to see the first Iron Man in theaters, um, and that was 2008, and I was pretty young. I think still in elementary school at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely been a whole thing for me, I guess, just going and seeing the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm an engineer, um, and so just the concept of Iron Man and building a suit just really, it, it, it's just really cool. Uh, I was definitely <laughs> one of the kids who was like, I want to be the one to, like, build the first real Iron Man suit, and, like, thinking about, like, how could this actually work? How does his, you know, how does he generate the power? How does he generate this? Like, where's all this stuff? Like, all the, all that crazy stuff I would dig into, and that's, that's one of the things I think I really enjoyed about um, Iron Man, um, I would say he's, I would say second to Black Panther, Iron Man is, is my favorite because of his tech, um, but all that to say, the, for me, I think music and movies really go hand in hand, um, I always remember it, the movies that we would watch when Melissa was getting her hair done, a lot of times were musicals or musical, um, or like,
1: that all have music in them. Yeah,
2: like uh, the Disney movies, like Lion King. That was my favorite one to watch, uh, and Melissa knew all of the words and all of the lyrics and would sing the entire way through the movie. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's great. And so yeah, there's
1: so annoying.
2: <laughs> annoying only if you're not that type of person, right? Like. <laughs> if you like it, then it's great. And like our mom loves it so much. Anytime we're home, she's like, Oh, there's music back in the house. Cause like, that's, that's, that's how it is between, between us. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, one of the first movies that I remember, like, I I guess being excited about and really loving is the polar express. We actually took a field trip to Mm -hmm. go see it in like my third grade class or something like that. Maybe it was younger whenever it came out. Um, and I just remember really enjoying it. And like that was always the Christmas movie that I wanted to watch. And it has fantastic music. Um, mm-hmm. And ended up, you know, I, I played French horn in high school. And like we got to play the Polar Express Suite. And it was so much fun to play because it's such a good score. Uh, so yeah, music and movies are kind of always linked to me. And so that's why I... The movies that I tend to enjoy the most have either the most interesting or maybe complex or just... Uh, impactful musical scores um as you may have been able to tell from the first couple episodes that so that that's the thing that i enjoy the most um and yeah the the reason we wanted to do this is just because we were already talking about all the marvel movies like, e- like every time I, th- I think i think really we started talking about it more uh once the tv shows started coming out because like we would talk about the movies you know after we saw it but when it was like okay loki's coming out WandaVision's coming out it was like okay like this is some big stuff and we'd be like did you see right. did you see it like okay we have to talk And I think there was one time I literally was in, I was in my closet talking with you for probably like an hour and a half yeah ab- about this thing and we just kept going until the point where it's like okay I have to go to sleep like I have work <laughs> like I have to <laughs> right. I have to stop uh yeah, yeah and so that's, was... that's,
1: that's very us to like get on the phone and talk like for three hours and and honestly be like there was actually something I wanted to talk to you about and it right. had nothing to do with Marvel, but yeah. here we are three hours later. Yeah. And we're still talking about the implications that this has on the entire Marvel Universe and what mm-hmm. does it mean. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's very very on brand. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of the impetus. I think, mean, Melissa, you had the idea first. You were like, hey, Aunt, like we're already talking about this. We should just mm-hmm. record it and put it out there. And I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, my first reaction was just, i was not skeptical but i was like scared almost because i don't put stuff out there like that on social media typically and so it was like my like inner introvert was like no i can't do that sort of thing um but honestly as as we've started doing this i've realized well i I just i enjoy talking with you both about it and so it's not really that big of a deal just to be like oh okay we're just gonna put it out so I've i've gotten over my my fear
0: well i think we've totaled what maybe like 14 listens <laughs> total in the first like two episodes so no it's, you know, it's, a think... li- it's a little more than that i'll I'll pull it up right now but go ahead okay well it's probably under 20 and i think we know
2: all those people so we're not <laughs> we're
0: not all the, we're not all the way up there yet
2: we are what at four forty eight total plays an estimated oh, audience of 24 now that's probably like a couple of us on like multiple devices but hey that's, that's the works. I'm about to say,
0: yeah, I've listened to the first two episodes a couple times, so
2: you cut that down
0: a little bit.
1: Fine, (laughs) fine.
0: But yeah, but thank you both for allowing me to kind of come in and join you guys. I remember, Melissa, it was right around the time Shang-Chi came out that... (laughs) I think we went and saw that together and we grabbed food before that. And you were like, Hey, look, I want to tell you something. And you got to keep it on the DL. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh no. I was like, well, what is, what's about to happen? People don't usually tell me stuff like this. So no, am I prepared <laughs> for this? But, um, and you were like thinking about starting a Marvel podcast. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm for it. And at the time, no, I you was, weren't,
1: no, you weren't. You were like, dude, I got all these ideas. Okay, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. You were like
0: <laughs> yeah. all in Ready
2: to go out the jump.
0: You oh, okay. were I guess, Oh, I guess I was more all in than I
2: thought. But yeah,
0: <laughs> at the time, I thought I was just going to be, you know, the outside help of, yeah, you know, if you guys need some help with the social media okay? no, like, of like, let me here. know. I'll create a Twitter page for you, like a little branding. I can help you with that.
2: And then here I am, <laughs> fully all the way in. Um, also, just just... Uh, that yeah just so everybody knows like alex and i talk about star wars a lot melissa's not as much in star wars so yeah. it's not like alex is just our cousin like oh we want to bring our no like no 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 this man no. gets into it and he, he always sends me stuff like, yo, did you see this? Yo, did you see this? Like, this other article came out. This thing came out. They're like, he's the one feeding me all the information. I just watch, and I'm just like, oh, the music was cool. Like, but no, he gets the technical details, the comic right. book background. Like, I learn right. from him. So, yes. Alex, bringing you on is, like, the best free agency pickup we could have. 100%. But it's not even a free agent because, like, you were already in our pocket the whole time. Say, I, was, I,
0: was, I was already on the team. I just yeah. I'm yeah. but appreciate, appreciate you putting me in coach I'm glad I could uh, come in and to quote my old track coach I will contribute uh, so, <laughs> some listeners will love that um, but yeah and then a little background I guess about me in terms of where my love of movies started uh, I guess I give credit I guess to both parents um, I think mom kind of kicked it off and she got me started early on some of the first movies I can remember really getting excited about and watching was, of course, Star Wars. That was something she was like, if you were going to be a child in America, you need to see Star Wars and understand what this is all about. Yeah. Um, so really sitting down and watching those. And unlike them, and when she had to watch it when my dad had to watch it, right, They had, they were alive when the original ones came out. So they had to do the whole waiting aspect of it mm-hmm. that... At the time, we didn't really have to do. So I saw the first, you know, three Star Wars relatively young. And so I got into, you know, the initial fandom of that. And that was awesome. But then by the time I really started to get into it, I was much older. And so the prequels had come out, right? So episode one, episode two, episode three, those had come out. And so by then, I was already in. so Mm -hmm. I didn't really have that waiting period up until they came out with the sequels, which were not good in my opinion. I thought that they were bad movies and bad Star Wars, which we can do a whole episode about that. But very sad that they. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I don't know if I want to be there. Felt like they ruined a little bit of some of the uh, childhood for me. But it's uh, it's fine. But those are some of the movies that I started with Pirates of the Caribbean. Love though, love the first three. First three great. Yes. The, the yes. two after that. The two after that.
1: We don't we, even need to consider.
0: We can do without those, please. <laughs> Um, excited for the Margot Robbie reboot, though. Hopefully that'll be good. And You're even though
1: Margot Robbie, and that's okay.
0: I mean, who's not excited for Margot? Robbie, <laughs> right? I can't be the only one. Margot Robbie is phenomenal on so many levels. Um, but I digress. Uh, but for me, movies honestly started off really in those kind of several movie series right and movies that had a longer story than just one film and Mm. that has always been something to me that has been um very entertaining and something that has allowed me to wrap my head around it um me i'm naturally an introverted person so i'd sit in the car ride and i would completely be off in my own world thinking about you know oh if i was a superhero if i had these powers this is what i would do or Man, if I was in the Lord of the Rings universe, man, who would I be? Would I be a hobbit? Would I be a man? Would I be a dwarf? Like, what would I be? And, like, what would that be like? Is someone really a bad dude or did he just get a bad rap? Like, what? Like, what is the deal with that? And so that's how I would kind of approach it. so I could really get lost in my own world. And that's what I kind of love about these movies is that – and especially in, you know, thinking about it like the Lord of the Rings is one that stuck with me because – they really explained an entire or they picked up a story that it, it wasn't at the beginning right because they had already had the wars and stuff beforehand and the rings had already been made and a lot of stuff had happened beforehand mm. so that is something that really draw, drew me in to really think about man what what was it like before that and mm. you know with the new tv show coming out on amazon really looking forward to jumping into that and kind of seeing what the lord of the rings world was like prior to Uh, The Fellowship of the Ring and Frodo and Sam and their journey. Uh, But those are just some of the movies that I really was able to jump into early on. And then as I got older, I got to start watching some more movies with my dad, and he got to show me a little bit more films that have implications on real life, right? So movies like Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee Joint, great film. Um, And he was able to show me that films can actually have a larger impact than just stimulating your imagination, right? They can tell a story about the world around you. And I think that's something that we really see today. And it's a really awesome outlet for directors and actors and actresses to kind of put their portrayal on society today. And a lot of the issues that we go through as a society, being able to kind of bring it up in a way that isn't super confrontational right because you can go on social media now or watch the news and a lot of it is very confrontational and people going back and forth at each other whereas if you know putting into a movie allows allows us to kind of see it from a more creative lens right and just analyze it without necessarily needing to blow up um and so that's something i think you can
2: sit with it a little more kind of let let it run through you and kind of yeah, you right. you have to sit with it, even if it's uncomfortable, and I think that's right. that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you could walk out, but I haven't been, <laughs> movie th- I haven't been to movies where th- anybody's done that, so
0: maybe that's because I've only seen Cook films. But, um, <laughs> but that's that's where my kind of evolution and understanding of film kind of transitioned a little bit, and so that's part of the reason I love the Marvel universe so much is that. Anthony, as you touched on, you know, we were kids when Iron Man came out. And I remember me and you were like, yeah, I mean, you were going to build the first Iron Man.
2: Yeah. We drew some stuff out. Yeah.
0: I was like, I know Anthony has the mathematical engineer side. Never really quite figured out what I was going to help with, but, you know, I was going to be there and it was going to be us, mainly him. And then I might've just been the guy to be like, see how cool this is. I, um, You're the hype but, man. Yeah. I might've been the hype man, but and that was something that having seen it now kind of evolve over a decade, right? We see them starting to weave in topics that are relevant to today's culture and things mm-hmm. that are going on in the world. And I think that's super fascinating and honestly an underrated element of the Marvel movies is that it really touches on a lot of social issues, right? Having a black Captain America, right? That That's a big deal. And I don't know that that was really necessarily touched on and... I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series was seen as, you know, maybe not a great series. Because I think, you know, from the acting standpoint, I maybe mean, the story was a little bit cheesy here and there. But it was a um, drama. It was a drama. It, it, was, right. it, was, a drama. it yeah. was a drama, right. More so than, you know, action-packed, you know, yeah. going story. And, you know, seeing the black Captain America... Seeing, you know, Black Panther for the first time, your first ever black superhero on screen. I mean, that was huge. And the implications of what that means for us today in society and kind of where we're at, that we're at an acceptable place now where we can actually put that out there. And Mm -hmm. not just people who are black, but people, you know, who aren't black fall in love with that movie and really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. I feel stuff like that is super cool Um, and why I feel cinema is so special. And it's something that we can all enjoy. Um, But that's a little bit about me, I guess. Anthony, I know you said it for you, but I guess I'll touch on it for me. And then, Melissa, we can go to you in terms of what do we do outside of the podcast, right? Obviously, we touched on a little bit how we came into movies, why we love it. But what do we do now? So for me, I live in Los Angeles. I work um, at a publicity agency. Uh, Where we do personal publicity for celebrities, athletes, and brands. Some of the people I work with, uh, or I guess work for, are like DK Metcalf, wide receiver of the Seattle Seahawks, working on the MLB All Star game coming to Los Angeles this July. Uh, Britney Spears, Vin Diesel, Kayla McLaughlin from Stranger Things. Red and Link? Red and Link, yes. Well, not so much anymore, (laughs) but yes, Rhett and Link. Um, <laughs>
1: <The mythical
0: marking. laughs> oh my gosh, yes, red blank. <laughs> yes, they are, yeah, they're something. Um, but that's what I do. Uh, and then outside of that, love sports. Grew up doing sports, uh, football all through since I was 10, all the way through high school. Then ran track at USC. Um, and still very much follow sports. Go Lakers, go Rams, go Dodgers. All of them have won championships in my lifetime, so I can die a happy person. (laughs) Most people don't ever get to see their teams win. I can die a happy person, uh, knowing that I've seen all my teams win. Um, And very much into video games as well, because they kind of have a little bit of that story element and allowing my introverted self to get lost in the story. Um, But yeah, that's a little bit of what I like to do outside of the podcast. And I guess, Melissa, we'll go to you. Uh, What do you do again? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um i do a little bit of everything which is great um i went to school for a musical theater so i'm sure that immediately a lot of people will be like oh got it
0: no um, no 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 you're not that you're not like yeah you're you're very relatable right it's not like oh she's crazy like just <laughs> runs around singing in
2: the rain like. Not, but she does
1: I, i'm not but, gonna say but I she don't.
2: does right? <laughs> okay well, clearly yeah, for,
1: a lot of people don't really know. Like, I'll say, "Oh, I went to school for musical theater," and they think, "Oh, so like you play an instrument?" Like, no, it's oh. like Broadway style singing, oh. dancing, acting on stage live. You know, um, that's what I went to school for, um, and I have done a few um, tours, like working on uh, cruise line, like Disney Cruise Line, and working in Tokyo Disney as well. Um, but I also now, I, I'm basically actress, singer, I say mover and groover, um, and I also model as well, but it's a lot of gig work, so I do have, you know, my part-time job that keeps me afloat, but I, I dabble and do a lot of things, like, on camera. I, I started doing background a little bit, and I think because my training was in, like, live theater I missed that desire. I I didn't have that desire filled where I was able to really practice on camera. Um, And I've always known, like, I've always loved movies. And what just drew me into movies was, like, it being a world that I had not experienced. And I always wanted to put myself in that world and pretend that I was there. And that's what I would do around the house. I was always, like, a Disney princess or, like, running around and singing and, like, la, 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 la. Like, that was me. And that is me. And I wanted to be put in that space. And you get that in live theater. But I also realized like when I started doing background that I loved being on camera around all of these people, just even just doing background. Um, and it was just, it ignited a fire in me where I realized like, I want to do a lot more things on camera and less so on stage. So, um, I started doing like some music videos. So I've been a lead in a few music videos and recently got cast in a few short films earlier this year. Um, and I started with a modeling or modeling with, um, a company in downtown Los Angeles and I'm one of their frequent models. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the gig works, but really like allowing myself to express myself in, in ways that just bring me joy. Um, and yeah, I have my daytime job, you know, I love to, well, it's a nighttime job. I love bartending as well. So that I
0: get a lot of my creative juices out that way as well. So that's me. Okay. Well then where we get for our listeners. They got to be on the lookout. What are some of the films and commercials and stuff that we might have seen you in? Are we going to see you on a billboard somewhere? Like,
1: Oh, that would be nice. Um, well, I did a CoverGirl commercial a few
0: years I ago. That
1: mm-hmm. that was a little bit ago. If you see, that, saw the like Pitch Perfect uh, CoverGirl Rockabellas. <laughs> I was in it. Um, Good film, by
0: the way. Good film.
1: <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> um, the short films. I I don't know that those are necessarily going to be out anywhere for people to see. Um, um, I think that we may be submitting one for like some sort of festival, but I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, but you know, you can go to my website if you'd like and have all of my like tags and stuff in there.
2: What is it? Total plug. All right. Total my plug.
1: website www.melissabarnum.com. M E L I S S A Barnum, dot M.com. <laughs> Um, you can see like all of my videos and stuff like linked there, and get a little taste of my voice and everything. So that's yeah, that's what I do. <laughs>
2: you were back. You were an extra on CSI. um oh, sorry, NCIS LA. N-
1: LA. NCIS. Um, also did, in the
2: morning show, the Apple TV the show. show. Great yeah. TV show.
1: I did the morning show twice. I did you. Um, I did nine one one. Um. And I think it was on. Uh... Oh my gosh. Not Blackish, but the other. Like, there was grown-ish? a spin on. Huh? It was a
0: Grownish. Grownish.
1: Grownish, yeah.
0: It was Grownish or Mixed Ish?
1: Th- yeah, it was like Mixed Ish, right? And then
0: I think there's another Ish. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's there's like four or five shows off that, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't always tell you what. Like, there's code names when you get cast because they don't want. Like everyone, right. mom to know. So, like, one of the shows was called Athena, that like I got cast in. You don't know until you go in. Like, oh, this is a new show that hasn't hit yet, and it's actually this one here. But like, so they kind of mix up the names, so you're not really sure what you're going in for. You just know you got cast and you got. Well, that's actually very interesting. I
0: didn't realize it.
1: Yeah. They well, you know, they gotta protect their stars so people aren't just like, oh, you know, this show is filming here because you can apply for something and not get picked,
2: right? You, know? and they, then you they, get right, <laughs> can't but like mob it and be like, ah, <laughs> right,
1: oh, exactly. Like people are just gonna show up, so they keep it like very under wraps to protect people. Got it.
2: That makes sense, yeah. Alex. I, I wanted to circle back because I, you said something and it reminded me of of myself. Um, because you said that one of the things that you enjoy, or the movies that you enjoyed first were the ones that told a larger story across multiple movies. Um, and I, I that made me remember that I loved reading book series uh, as a kid. Like, that was my favorite. The longer the series, the better. Because yeah. there was more time to dive into the world and just experience it. And so learning about... I guess you could just call it like just world building has always been really interesting to me Um, through books and then even prior to the Caribbean, there's a whole world around that. Uh, And then you can go experience it at Disneyland, which is super cool. Then you have the music side of it uh, and star Wars as well. And for me, like the, the, so I, I work in the space industry, like that's the sort of engineering that I do. And so, Obviously, and Star Wars. Low
0: Low-key flex, people. Star. He is a rocket engineer. We're going to call it rocket scientist. So just wrap your head around that, okay? <laughs> yes, he is that guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but, like, the the whole idea of space being something that you can just be in and travel through, like you're going across land or sea or through the air, is just really cool. And growing up with Star Wars and the Clone Wars and all of that, I think definitely helps fuel that. Um, so hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna get closer to that during my during my career. That's kind of you know a goal. If we could have a base on the moon, that'd be super super sick. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, oh, I don't even know what I was trying to say. Oh, I, I think I just be, <laughs> because I I like reading books. Uh, that were in a series and dive into the world, I think that's another reason why I got drawn into the Marvel universe so hard is because it's, again, now this larger story across multiple movies and it allows you to just dive in ever deeper. Um, I actually, going back to kind of the films touching on, on real life, I took an international affairs class in college and I think it was our final, we had to like, write a paper about, like, a, a, I think it was, like, a current event, and then kind of how the international affair, just kind of how international affairs and the stuff that we had learned about, like, how, how you can see that in that, in that issue, uh, I got approval to write my paper about Age of Ultron, um, which, like, I, I, I forgot until, until you, like, said that, and I was, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, I did something like that, um, and it was, it was interesting because there was like a couple articles that I had read, uh, was it, was it for that? I think so. Yeah, th- there were some articles just talking about Captain America and like, did he make the right choice, um, to, the to the not, story? yeah, to like not sign it. Um, the answer is no, by the way. Yeah, and it's, it's okay,
1: uh, your opinion. Um,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying the to remember. answer is no. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Oh, I, I think I think. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll I'll get to to like my the end of my thesis. Um, but my paper was just about how the international politics and like how you could see that in the movie, and they actually did a really good job of not that they were focused on the international politics, but the real life interactions, or not real life, but the interactions between people and people groups in the marvel universe drove the it, it drove the story the plot yeah it drove the plot of the story because it was it was literally all about the implications of signing or not signing the accords right. and yeah. each person had their own stance on it and they were arguing back and forth and they were they were like really good points made you know by by both parties and, and you know people were getting upset and trying to figure out what's right you know how much is too much and what do we stand for and all of that. And so it was really interesting. Um, so yeah, I I wrote my final international affairs paper on that movie and whether or not Captain America made the right choice. My opinion was that he made the wrong choice because what that resulted in was the Avengers being split up when Thanos came and That's why they lost. And it was because of that choice. And, uh, and th- so it's almost like there yeah it's it's it was wrong because of the end result not necessarily because of the thing itself um although there is an argument to be made for that that's not that's just not the one that i made um but yeah so i it seems like anytime i can write about a movie i i do (laughs) i guess
1: yeah
0: no that's good no and yeah that's yeah that goes back to what i said the reflection of yeah how these marvel films do a great job of Tying in real world right like aspects into Mm -hmm. the movies right it's Mm -hmm. not just you know oh this is just a random movie and the other thing that i love about it is like we've grown up kind of with we started off in iron man so we got to see him age just how it would be if we were really living in the mcu right and so i'm like oh he's dead now like we still we kind of feel the same way that they all do um but yeah, no, I would, that, actually, I would have liked to write a paper on about that,
2: too. I should have. So that, I feel like that, I feel like that begs the question, given that we're moving into the multiverse, are we going to get away from those real world issues to the point where it's not as impactful?
1: I don't think so, because there's a way that you can tie that in. That's I mean, true. there are, and so, for example, in, um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, and then, Multiverse of madness, sorry, wow, um, we saw our first like homosexual couple on screen in that yeah. Marvel movie, specifically in a Marvel movie, at least that I noticed, you know, mm. so like that was a huge thing, and on America's jacket, it said, "Love is love," on there it said, "Amor is amor." so like there are still real world conversations that people are having, and then they are putting in their film, even though we were we were talking about this whole multiverse, all to say. Um, I, I don't think that we will lose that aspect. If anything, I feel like Marvel has done a really good job um, putting that into their films, and they've done it more. And mm. I think they're gonna be doing it.
0: Mm. You know uh, And they gotta try to find a way to make it relatable, right? And I think that's when we say they tie in real world you know topics and you know social movements into their films that's kind of what makes these films honestly good and it doesn't necessarily get that you know and and that isn't the main point when people go back and talk about oh why was this film so good but that i feel like it's a key contributor to it right because it makes it relatable for all of us who are living here now watching the film like oh yeah that kind of is going on right now like that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of crazy um and, yeah, if they took that out, I mean, it would just kind of turn into the nightmare nonsense that is DC, right? It's just <laughs> a superhero movie where it's just a whole bunch of action and a whole oh. bunch of stories that don't really tie together. But you kind of know, but you don't really know. And then it's just a mess. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're, they're going to do a good job of keeping it relatable.
2: Yeah, I think in, in contrast to uh, the, the DC universe, whatever they're calling it. The new Batman I saw recently, I really loved how how do I say this? I almost want to say how Gen Z the Batman was. <laughs> it, like, okay, it seemed like like he he was dealing with angst and trauma in, in a different way than we've seen it portrayed in the past. As far as how that affects his personality, because we know you know Batman is traumatized and he's dark, like, th- that's consistent, but it seems like, at least in the Batman movies that I've seen, uh, particularly, like, The Dark Knight um, and then in-, in The Justice League, it comes out in kind of this brash way, in a m- more of, like, kind of a brazen, uh, you know, prototypical masculine, uh, like, force, whereas with this Batman, it was, he still had that strength and that force, but it was subdued, Almost because like he was just anxious and just on edge and trying to figure out like who am I and it just it was like it was more mental and psychological but not in a spoken way it just seemed like he was you could tell like he was just dealing with stuff and it seemed more like almost like in the wake of the pandemic you know a lot of people are, are dealing with like social anxiety and just how to navigate socially now and it just to me it seemed like his portrayal of batman fit that uh and that's one of the
1: to people now
2: yeah and and so i think to your point alex that sort of thing in that movie made it really really great
0: right no and for the dc films i mean and they're a bit of a mess right now and Earlier today, I sent you guys the video of someone on TikTok just going through kind of explaining the difference between them. Yeah. Uh, And what I love about, honestly, the way DC started is that it was a little bit darker, but it wasn't darker necessarily because, you know, they were, like, cutting people's heads off. It wasn't like that. I mean, there was an element of that, but it wasn't, like, gory. But it was, like, heavy subject matter, which, honestly, I think there is a market for that and they need to stay with that. And they kind of lost it when they went to justice league and they tried to almost make it like a horrible film. And again, there was a whole bunch of other elements that were wrong with that. Like half the characters weren't, you know, fledged out. They hadn't had their origin film yet. So like, we didn't even know who anybody was. So it was like, what, who are all <laughs> like, these people? You're-
1: Aki, know who you
0: are. <laughs> right. And it's like, and I guess they were under the assumption that everybody knows who Wonder Woman is, everyone knows Aquaman, Superman, which there is that, but you still have to tell their story, right? And who they are going to be in the film. Like, you can't, if you just go in and, right, if we're just assuming that, you know, everybody knows who this is, everybody's going to come in with different assumptions. Like, then Um, why why
2: do you have this movie in the first place if just everybody knows it already? Like, you're telling a story. Right. right and that's
0: that's the one thing i hope and i know they're in the process of trying to reboot i would hope that they try to go i don't, don't know, know if
1: be able to like resurrect it i mean honestly just like just stop well,
0: okay. well, here's my thing. <laughs> and and we haven't haven't had the chance to put this out there publicly i've told it to you too but my whole plan with this is right you got to find your guy whoever that is, Your kevin feige find yeah. your guy right And I guess the way DC does it now, it's essentially just a bunch of people in a boardroom trying to figure out how to make a good movie. Whereas Marvel, when they sat around and did it, they actually brought in the actual comic book writers who had spent time developing these characters and writing them out in the comics. Right. And having them step in and tell the story, you know, cinematically. They got to put everything on pause. Cut all the products they have currently get rid of these nonsense teen titan shows that are god-awful get rid of that tv show the flash that some people love i thought it was absolute nonsense you like that melissa
1: okay i'm sorry but i like it mostly because there's a mixed race couple on screen okay and right. yeah yeah i do like it
0: the, okay that's
1: not not, yeah. not one of us can say that there's anything wrong with that because all our parents are mixed, mixed <laughs> You know. <laughs>
0: I I said nothing against it other than <laughs> I, the show as a whole was no point. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a there's a, a, a black girl on screen for like a majority of that right. of that series. So yeah, I love that. And I don't how ha- talk let's talk about how many other D C or Marvel shows actually have that.
0: Well shout out to one of the clients we represent, Leslie Grace, who is portraying Bat girl that woman bat girl in one of the dc shows coming out so shout out to her um go, but again shut down all the projects all the tv shows right let them all finish out finish black adam that's coming out right if there's gonna be another shazam movie get that out of the way let all of these things run their course and then take like two to three years of putting out nothing put out nothing, get everything behind the scenes in order, and then do some hardcore scouting, right? Go find your Robert Downey Jr. and whoever that's going to be and start fresh. And pick your character, whoever it's going to be who's going to start you off. I, don't, I mean, again, it can kind of, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think, but I feel like it kind of has to be maybe either a Batman or Superman that kind of starts it off since they're iconic. I would also love to see it start off like a Wonder Woman. That would be dope. Like, let her kind of be the first person on the scene since she's a little bit older than everyone else and she's kind of been around. Like, maybe have her start it off, even though it's going to be tough to replace Gal Gadot. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't because want it,
2: it, her. Yeah, it's, it seemed like that's what they were going to do. <laughs> and then they just didn't. Right. Yeah, but I, they got to
0: start over. Like, wait, start over.
2: Find yeah. all the people
0: you're going to have to play it, come out with a 10-year plan, and then yeah, do it. But again, don't do it like Marvel and try to make it you know family-friendly, necessarily. Stick with that darker theme. I like yeah. that. audience but, for that. Sure. Yes, yeah. stay with that. Make it darker.
2: Yeah, I almost wonder, because they've tried with this reboot and it hasn't worked, and because there's been so many Superman and Batman movies, like, like, like the, when you think superhero, people say three things they say spider-man superman and batman yeah two of those are dc yes and two of those have had a bajillion movies well all three of them but even more batman and superman movies so I, i and just thinking about it now i almost wonder if because there's so much history with those two characters that they start completely differently that they start just pulling one out of thin air start with like a blue beetle or something Or even start with more like a Young Justice. Because honestly, I thought the Young Justice TV show was great. It had some heavier elements to it. Just like the OG Teen Titans show did.
0: It's still going, by the way. Young Justice? Oh yeah, man. No, there's a whole new season on HBO Max.
2: Yeah, and I know know they brought it back for one season, but is there more than just one season? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it good? I haven't finished it. Okay. Uh, But yeah, no, that's a good... That's a good TV show, Uh yeah, no, I completely, I like that idea. I don't know if I necessarily go Blue Beetle.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think so either. It's just, <laughs> it's just like someone not in like your big, you know, seven, right? Like no, I mean, you could do like a Martian Manhunter, that would be interesting.
0: Uh, or the one, or the one DC character we have all been praying for them to do. Can we get John Stewart Green Lantern, please? Ye- yes.
2: Please? Yes. There, there gotta be
0: one brother out there who can play the man. Right. Like, start with that. We've been dying for that after Ryan Reynolds just
2: took a big poop on it. He made fun of his own movie. Yes. That's how bad it <laughs> that's was. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Come on.
1: Who's who's the who's the, the black Green Lantern?
0: John Stewart. John John Stewart. Right, uh, so John John Stewart is the Black Green Lantern the one that Ryan Reynolds played Al is called Jordan. H- Hal
2: Jordan mm-hmm. and then there's
0: another one called Guy Gardner
2: Guy Gardner is he's there? the he has a different name though he's, he's like he's the like yellow one or something like that yeah but you he's not a d- Green
1: Lantern our dad has uh, does he still have a John St- like Idris Elba as John Stewart oh
2: on his oh camera? he probably does yeah like an edit as like the background to his phone.
1: We also, we also have to give dad credit for kind of sparking this love comics. for superheroes and comics. So like our dad also collected comic books growing up. Mm-hmm. So he has a box of like men's condition comic books, which Ooh. haven't really seen the light of day. And I may have snuck a few out of that box because... I wanted to read them because I was like, why are they here if I can't read them? Yeah. But like, yeah, money, by the way, like, dies and like, wept in my bedroom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, dad, um, like helped us grow up actually on DC, which is why mm-hmm. we're all so like passionate about talking about DC because mm-hmm. we watched the justice league cartoon. Like yeah. I, I exclusively watched DC cartoon characters growing up. And mm-hmm. so, I was excited about all the Superman movies coming out. I was excited about the Batman movies coming out mm-hmm. and equally excited about Wonder Woman. But Marvel also just kind of stole me away, unfortunately, because the cinematic universe for DC just has been lacking. Yeah. Um, but truly, like, my passion for superheroes was started by, by dad, like, really being passionate mm-hmm. about T and about the Justice League. So as, as much as I don't, know as much information and details about them the way that i do marvel now like if they really do it right i'm i'm so there i'm yeah. so there. i truly actually that takes me back to my actual childhood
2: mm. yeah, like i,
1: I was dope to see something about martian manhunter or um hot girl oh my god i loved hot girl oh, she Girl
0: was, was dope she with was... that mace bro Ooh, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, show us a hot girl movie that would be sick
0: yeah yeah, no, and I, I'm right there with you guys. Like, I started on DC as well, and, Anthony, I know you were there with me going to Grandma and Grandpa's house over the mm-hmm. summers, right? Mm-hmm. S- staying up late watching the cartoons. Yeah, right? Boomerang. Watching the Boomerang? <laughs> oh, which, oh, man. Shout out, Boomerang. Never going to be anything like it. Zach doesn't know. He's watching all this nonsense now on oh. TV, all these weak cartoons. <laughs> but, yeah, the OG <laughs> Justice League cartoon, Teen Titans. Teen Titans, yes. I don't know if y'all remember the Static Shock that those shows honestly the it's all laid out like yeah you honestly just do movies built based off those like it's just find the right person and just stick to a formula and do it mm-hmm. but yeah no i'm right there with you i am waiting for them to get their act together because then i will immediately jump over i was actually hating on marvel when marvel first came out i was like what Man, all the dc characters will beat them anyway which i still agree thank you but
1: yeah i mean they they give them a run for their money, but Marvel's come through in the cinematic universe, and that is that, and no one else can tell me otherwise.
2: Big facts, yeah. Big I feel facts. I feel like a lot of people who are fans of Marvel would also be fans of DC. Like I I don't think there's actually really that big of a divide between Marvel and DC. At least I mean that I've seen. Just because I think it, when it comes down to comics, it's it's just it doesn't matter. It's cool either way. Yeah. I, mean, I think just everyone's frustrated that it's not where it could be. Particularly yeah. because we've seen great TV shows, right? And it's like just keep like keep that, but do it on the big screen.
1: Yeah, I just I really feel like, at least for me, it isn't a competition. Yeah, like I don't care if Marvel is better than DC. I want you guys to equally be good because I want to consume good superhero movies. Yeah, period. Like if siblings, it's good, watch it.
2: What? I said, like, siblings. You got to have, like, a friendly competition, like you and me competing for how many state patches we can get. <laughs> no, that's fun. Huh?
1: And who won?
2: We tied.
1: <laughs> okay, sure. All right. Whatever.
2: No, we did. We, I have three. And yeah, I, I, I know. Because, because I remember I was on the hunt. It was unspoken, uh-huh. but I was on the hunt. I was like, I'm going to get another one so that we can uh-huh. tie. You have more patches overall. I'll give you that, and you have more Thanks. letters, but state patches <laughs> we have the same amount.
1: I don't think I got more let. Did I get more
0: letters?
2: Yeah, does it? because you lettered. No, because like, so when all did you? Years. Yeah, when did you start varsity? As a freshman.
0: When? Oh, oh, when did you start, Anthony?
2: As a junior. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah. So you got two more
2: on you. Buddy. Wait, no, no. Did I start as a junior? Yeah. No, I was. Oh, on, I was. No, I was on varsity in my sophomore year, but I, I had other letters. I let her but in band. But,
1: but also, didn't you let her in football too? Not just track?
2: Yeah, twice.
1: So you still have the same amount of, of letters?
2: I feel like you have more though. Well, no, I also- because if you did two you sports, choir. you should have more. Oh, choir. Had had yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. It's the choir one.
2: Yeah. I, I have a band one, but I think you have two for choir?
1: I don't know, man. I should have gotten a theater one, but politics.
2: Oh, mm. so it goes.
0: Well, since we're talking about competition, the only thing I have over everybody is that I'm the fastest Barnum ever. I'm going to put that there. Leave that there. Zach has no shot at that, by the way. I know he thinks he's going to be fast. He is not going to be fast. No? (laughs) Lead feet. Sorry, doctor, my boy. (laughs) Don't worry. we'll, We'll fix it. We'll fix it. He also has
1: like a different body build than you do. Yeah.
2: No, he's going to be stronger than me. He will bully me once he gets fully grown. So, <laughs> not looking forward to that. He's going to get you back for all the years you put him in the, well, what's it called? Small package. The small package? <laughs> oh, small yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, small package <laughs> is a rite of passage for every Barnum child. You must live in the small package and know and come to hate it. Yes. No, small package, absolutely. Yeah, and no, just so
1: could... everyone knows. Alex, you're 15 years older than your little brother? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> he's,
1: got, he's got a long way to go.
0: Long <laughs> way to go. Yeah, by then I'll be an old man, so he can't really pick on me. So it'll
2: be fine <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll, he'll do it anyway. <laughs> Zach's feisty. Yes, he is fine. Oh, my gosh. That's an understatement. Yeah, no.
0: My parents are in trouble with that one, by the way. <laughs> Boy, he's going to run <laughs> the world someday. He's going to run the world someday. I don't know. Is it- what is up with you, you all y'all born in November, man. Y'all got some attitudes, man. <laughs> Sheesh. Hundred
1: percent. We think we run the world because we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well let's try to put a, a bow on this episode here. Uh yeah, we said let's it was answer. Be short. <laughs> uh, two, yeah, two final questions here. We got favorite movie if possible I do not I d I don't I don't know if I can put a favorite movie. I mean I got so many that I love. And then anything that you're excited about, looking for or looking forward to coming out of the films,
2: TV shows. Let's start with favorite movie, Anthony. Favorite movie, all so time. All, all all time. Now you're gonna drop the all time bomb on me right now. We did we did not prep this. <laughs> well, yeah. What What do you
0: think I meant? Favorite movie. Favorite movie. You know, what? out of the past week, like what?
2: Well, well, you did put favorite movie right now if that's easier. So that that's kind of... Anyway, I'll explain because I put that's some true. options. Uh, to keep it, I'll, I'll talk about two. So as far as like favorite Marvel movie, and this might be controversial, but I really, really enjoyed Iron Man 3. Number <laughs> one, because of all the tech, like I love seeing all of the suits at the end and how many there were. So honestly, like that's the reason I love the movie secondary to that the reason that i love the movie is because it like tony had an ego it has an ego but because of his ptsd he was forced to deal with it and deal with the root cause of it and i thought that was a really nice arc and that's part of the reason why i was frustrated with doctor strange in the multiverse of madness is because we've seen someone with an ego get humbled and have to grow and saw, like seeing that interaction with Tony and that kid going through and wrestling and kind of having someone to kind of lean on and all that. So th- like we've seen that and we didn't get that in Dr. Strange. So I was sad about that. Um, but yeah, just, just seeing Tony go through that arc and seeing all of the tech and him building stuff again, kind of in the, you know, in the garage th- that is, that is my favorite uh, Marvel movie. I would say so far um, as far as favorite movie all time, Gosh, I don't know if I could pick one, but honestly, a movie that I really enjoyed was Dunkirk. And we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. and I I will recognize that the like the plot line itself isn't ne- necessarily anything groundbreaking and it's not you know the most riveting uh, portrayal of characters. like it's, it's a war movie. you know, it, it falls under that bucket and everything that you would expect with that. However, the thing that I really, really enjoyed, and for context, I watched it on an airplane with noise-canceling headphones, so I was cramped, and I was listening to TikTok, tock tick-tock, tock for, you know, however long the movie is, like, two and a half hours, because it, it's a, maybe longer, because it's a long movie. Um, so it was, an, it was an emotional experience because the score keeps you on your toes the entire time. Uh, Hans Zimmer actually used this this concept called the shepherd tone where you can layer all these sounds together and so it sounds like it's constantly rising. And so that just continues to make you feel like you're about to, like something's going to happen. It's just that the tension keeps growing and keeps growing and keeps growing for like three and a half minutes. And it's, it's exhausting to experience. And so... I watched it on an airplane, and literally after the movie was over, I just had to sit back and just breathe and relax. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it because of that, that it was such an embodied experience, um, as well as, like, how they kind of play with time, you know, seeing the story from three, di- three different perspectives kind of over the course of a week, a day, and an hour. I, I, think, I think it's a week, um, but kind of those three different time segments, uh, I really enjoyed that. And any time that Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan get together, it's a good time, and I'm a happy man.
0: Oh, man, those two, are, those two are the goats, man. Yeah. All right, Melissa, what about you?
1: So you oh. want my favorite movie all time right now?
0: Favorite movie all time? Well, it, 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 the way Anthony did, he gave his favorite Marvel movie as well as his favorite movie all time. So I guess we're doing favorite Marvel movie. And then favorite movie of all time. I'm gonna end up naming three movies if that makes you feel any better. Cool.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so my favorite Marvel movie is um, Captain America and Winter Soldier. Like Ooh.
2: that
0: one's good.
1: I mean, I oh, just man. what a
0: film. What a yeah. film. Yeah, I can't
1: get enough. I can't. I can't get enough, and I, and it tracks because Anthony, you were saying like other other than um, Black Panther, your favorite Marvel hero is Iron Man, and my favorite Marvel hero is Captain America, Bay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I I honestly think that we should actually have a whole episode where we talk about the best Marvel films and deep dive into them. So I'm going to spare us that for now. But yes, that movie is arguably, I think that we all may agree, one of the best yeah. out of the out of yeah, whole.
2: So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, just to throw a little thing in, it's the second movie in a trilogy, so it's rare for that yeah. to be good. And I there think that's what makes it so much better. And It's it, like,
1: the first Captain America, but I loved loved the second one yeah like i mean it was just the shock value the score was good too the fight scenes were incredible um and it it kind of started that building of like what kind of villains are we gonna start seeing you know as it like took it to another level that wasn't like unattainably difficult but also like it was just great it was just great and it was emotional stop there because uh, <laughs> I will keep going um but man my favorite movie of all time that's so tough because I love I really love a lot of movies I love a lot of franchises I mean I've said for a long time and what has been on my I had movie posters on my wall in high school mm-hmm. because they were like my favorite movies And the first movie that I remember seeing in theaters that I was like, I am going to be obsessed with this movie for a long time is Pride and Prejudice with like Matthew McFadden and Keira Knightley. I am obsessed with that movie. And I don't watch like a lot of um, like romance films or even romantic comedies. I do love a romantic comedy, but I don't watch a lot of them. And so it seems like I at least even I feel a little surprised about that and for myself. Um but then my number not even number two, but like right alongside that is Parts of the Caribbean at World's End. Also another Kira Knightley film. I don't know yes. what it is. I love her. She's not necessarily my favorite actress, but she happens to be in both of these films that are like mm. at the top of my list.
2: It was um, a good
0: era.
1: Yeah, oh it was yeah. a great era. Ugh. She
0: was on the top. She was on the top of that era.
1: Oh oh yeah, for sure. But I think a lot of what was leading those two that um, ironically, Anthony, you kind of touched on. I love the score for each of those films. Both of them. I listened to the score from Pride and Prejudice like all the time. There's a specific song called like Lucy on Top of the World that I tried to learn mm-hmm. on piano and I it just I,
2: I remember you did. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. And Anthony, you did it so much better than I even than I could. <laughs> but that one and then like the the love motif between Orlando Bloom and kira Knightley in At World's End, where they go, oh oh my gosh, it just it brought back, oh it just it was just so beautiful. And I think again, kind of just like Anthony said, what makes a really good movie for me and something that I want to keep watching is something that. Like, the, the plot is good. The action is great. The words and everything are great. But then that when that, like, soundtrack, when the score comes through and plucks your heartstrings, uh that that just keeps them coming back every single time. I want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End right now.
0: Just for that. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but if I'm going to do, watch a movie that has... Like that's in you know a uh, one of a series. I gotta start from the beginning. And like if I was to watch, Pirates, I gotta start with the first one and then work my way up till like I get to the at world's end and then I stop there. And I'm like, okay, now I'm good. Um, oh, but yeah, now that yeah, having listened to you guys and trying to come up with yeah, favorite movie. So favorite Marvel movie. Uh, I'm actually gonna list one that is not um, seen as a good film. But I enjoyed a lot. And that is Iron Man 2.
1: I thought you were going to say Ant-Man.
0: <laughs> oh, God, oh, God no. What? No, no. No, 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 no. Iron Man 2, love that. That was really? Tony Stark at the prime of his arrogance, right? He was yeah. that guy. And he was yeah. acting a fool. Yeah. And the mm. comedy in that is hilarious with Justin Hammer. It's just so funny. I think that film is hilarious. So uh, that's why I like it. Is it the best Marvel film? No, not by a long stretch. Uh, but that is probably one of the ones that I enjoyed the most. It's just pure stupid comedy for me. So, so that is that my... the one that
2: you rewatched the most?
0: Is it the one that I
2: rewatched the most? No, the one that I
0: rewatched the most is the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. That one, the first team ensemble. And again, going back to like when I first saw the first Avengers, I again I don't know if I was just dumb, but I did not think all the characters were going to be in it. I was like, oh, it's going to be a movie called the Avengers, and I think Iron Man's going to be in it. <laughs> let's let's see. Then Captain America, so I was like, whoa. Captain America's in this? And then Hulk showed up. I was like, whoa, Hulk's in this? And then Thor showed up. I was like, whoa, Thor's in this? <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 what am I watching right now? This is unbelievable. And then that, again, I don't think there will be anything more iconic to me in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than that first Thor punching that flying creature, turning into the Hulk on his own. Or did, did I say Thor? I meant to say Hulk. Yeah. Hulk yeah. punching the creature. And letting out that noise I'm more. always angry. I'm always angry. Oh man, that and then the moment where they go the circle around that right there, I I, I will get chills to this day. Um, but <laughs> so I guess those two, the first Avengers, Iron Man two, are my fir- my favorite Marvel films. For favorite films all time, I gotta go with Star Wars Episode three, Revenge uh. of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith.
2: It's a good movie.
0: Just chills. I could watch that movie any day of the week.
1: So you don't you know? have to start at the beginning and then get to Not for it. that one. Not for that okay. one. <laughs>
0: okay. no, no. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? You're about to catch these hands, little boy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. Not for that part alone. You know, the thing the psychopath. <laughs> but love that film. And I'm glad that now with the Kenobi series coming out, people are on, are able to kind of express that they like the prequels and that Hayden yeah. Christensen and Ewan McGregor finally get the, you know, applause and thank you that they were due. I yeah. don't know. I guess at the time people hated those films. I love them. and I guess we grew up with them. So I guess that makes it mm-hmm. a little bit different for us. But yeah. Absolutely love those, love that film. Um, it's such a pivotal moment in such an iconic uh, film franchise. And then another one. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this is my favorite like standalone film uh, movie called *The Other Guy* with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. They are two cops in New York City. The Rock is in it. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Oh. Highly recommend it. Funny film. Shout out my guys, Nick Moore and Zach Schenick. Aim for the bushes. If you watch the film, you know what that means. Um, absolutely love that film. Super funny. I went. I remember I went to go see that on my birthday, and ever since I've seen it, that's been my favorite film. I could watch that film any day of the week. If it's on TV, I have to stop what I'm doing and watch it all the way through. Like it's it's that good for me. Um, but yeah, those are those are my favorite films. Any. Any other projects we're looking forward to before
2: we go ahead and wrap up here today? There's... It, so the first couple things I think are going to be movies, but I'm a huge Avatar The Last Airbender fan. Uh, me too, me too! Oh, that's right. They're, they're doing something with that, right? Yeah, they're, they're, Avatar Studios is a thing. So there's the Netflix series, which we'll see how that is. There's, there's rumors that it's... Basically... The original creators were a part of that project and then they left over creative differences so that kind of was a cause for concern Um, but it seems from the casting at least, because obviously you had the M. Night Shyamalan movie which was... We don't need to talk about that. Did you
1: actually see it?
2: I've only seen it because I watched the guy uh, shout out Hello Future Me on YouTube. He did almost basically a live breakdown of why it's so awful and it was like an oh, hour man. and a half long and i watched the entire thing and i was like oh this is so much worse than i thought like it was oh, yeah. worse than i thought
1: that's awful.
2: after years of hearing how awful it was it was worse than i thought
1: that's awful like that's that's why i didn't watch it because i knew it was gonna be bad but to know it's even worse than i think it's gonna be i still will mm-hmm. Yeah, I refuse. Mm. Don't ruin a good thing for me. I
2: haven't seen it either. I have not seen it either. It's it's so bad. It's it's it doesn't take away from the original. Like it's so different and bad. It's it's, Oh jeez. Okay, okay, so 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 here. This is I think I I heard someone or I saw someone like post this on Twitter or something. You know when they're doing the Ember Island players and season three? Yeah. Where like it's basically like a parody. Yeah. basically imagine the, that parody in movie form that's the M. Night Shyamalan movie oh, that's that's God. how like yes yes
1: oh my not the M. <laughs> Island players yes but the movie yes oh,
0: did they actually make Toph a guy yeah I was
1: like,
2: no no, no, no uh, okay, I was about to say it's, boy it's, oh my gosh well I'm trying to remember if Toph is in it I think I think they just it's no Toph they
1: in it, Bro,
2: So, no, because the they did a convent. I, if I'm remembering correctly, they did a condensed version of season one.
1: Oh, I thought they did a condensed version of all. Were they
2: planning to do multiple movies? I think uh, maybe. I would, I think oh, they were. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, for something to be that bad and they had a plan for more, Whoa. Who got fired? I, <laughs> yeah, someone <no. laughs> had to get fired.
2: And my Shyamalan got fired.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh
2: So, what? anyway, all of that to say, I'm a huge fan uh, of Avatar for, for so many reasons. There's so then. much content that people are putting out, like, breaking down the series, and I just love it even more for seeing how, like, in-depth the characters are. So I'm excited for the new stuff that's coming out, both the Netflix series, which we'll see how it is, but I think I think there's there's room that that could be good. And the new Avatar Studios, they're supposed to put out, I think, an animated movie. I think they're targeting next year. Uh, so that's probably number one on, on my list as far as what I'm anticipating outside of just whatever Marvel stuff comes up. Well,
0: I got a ask you, man, which, which is better? Avatar Last ambender or Legend of Korra?
2: Bruh, that's not even a question. Everybody knows. Come on. Oh, oh, oh hold on. Hold on. You... Why is it a question? You honestly, you so you think? I'm assuming you're
0: about to say Avatar: the Last Airbender is better. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I've seen some stuff, man. People, people get there are some people who get into Korra and talk about and get into the details of that show. They got a strong argument, my guy.
2: So, so, so here, here's the, here's here's my take. Korra has a lot of potential, and there's a good underlying theme. And I literally, I so I literally just watched the video. Same guy, Hello Future Me, doing his version of a rewrite for season two. It's like an hour and a half. Great, and like the underlying theme for Korra is the Avatar's role in the modernizing world. That is a fantastic theme, and there's so much that you can do with that. And they they tackle the darker issues of like in season one, the whole battle between the Equalists, you know, the, the whole concept of the Equalists. They're trying to avenge it's basically the dichotomy between the benders and the non-benders and trying to solve that. So like there's a lot of good stuff there, but it's not consistent throughout the entire show. And that's because they, they had to plan it season by season. So they weren't guaranteed like the original series. They knew they were going to do three seasons. They almost did a fourth, but with legend of Korra, they only could take it one season at a time. And so they didn't have the opportunity to build a story that crossed that far over that being said there's still things that they could have done to make it land a little bit more um go watch the video about this dude rewriting season two because they literally they have a whole civil war plot between the north and the south water tribes and they just Love that. I- ignore it after this this like middle of the season and they never come back to it and right, it turns right. In, yeah. and it turns into like this big anime thing with laser beams and giant spirit core and giant spirit Unalak with Vatu and like it just it just goes wild when it's like you had a really interesting story in the beginning that you could have continued. So, I I did enjoy watching Legend of Korra. I I I did enjoy it, and I think season three was the here is the best. Um, and I think a lot of people will say that as well. Um, potentially, I don't know. Um, so I I what do, do enjoy Korra, but I think hands down because of the arc that crosses all three um seasons and the way that the characters grow and and even like something as simple as I saw someone break it down every time a character is introduced like the characters are introduced in pairs and Mm -hmm. with their first scene you know what type of person they are and then you can see that arc through the entire series it's beautiful so I am in love with that I'm ecstatic for whatever comes next And I hope it's good.
0: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, And I got to say, I I think I probably agree with you that I think Avatar Last Airbender is better. Um, Korra, when I first watched it, I was honestly like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I was like so disappointed that Korra wasn't going beast mode in the Avatar State. Like, she was just kind of basic. Whereas when Aang was in Avatar State, he took down Fire Lord Ozai like he was, you know, a little kid.
2: It's so right. I was like, where is that
0: energy? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I guess a film project that I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm very much looking forward to what Disney is going to do with the kind of next, I mean, it's going back to the old generation, but the next generation of Star Wars films and TV shows going forward. Um and them beginning to explore the Old Republic um, that has gotten a lot of love from the video games that came out. And honestly, some of the cinematics that came out for that game are better than some of the prequel movies. Uh, But we're not going to get into that. But I'm very much looking forward to see how they portray that because I think that opens up a chance for them to definitely be more inclusive and kind of show a wider range of what were the Jedi's like And kind of how they were at the height of their powers. We saw a little bit of that in the prequels, but they were even more so at the height of their powers in the old Republic. Um, And so that's a project that I am very much looking forward to as well as the avatar film about the, you know, the blue people on the planet. looking forward to that as well. Yeah. That should be good. Um, But yeah, Melissa, how about you?
1: Um... I don't really know i haven't really been paying too much attention to anything other than marvel honestly um yeah i don't really have a good answer
0: <laughs> no worries well i know in our next episode we really want to talk about thor love and thunder um which i think we all plan to see uh this weekend it comes out this saturday so i know we're all looking forward to that and i know we still have our black panther take we want to get that out there and our mm-hmm. theories about that so we'll definitely do an episode on that we got a little deep into dc versus marvel so we might bring that back up again um but again as always we'd love to hear from you guys um and that's going to do it for our episode today we hope you all enjoyed it please reach out to our email the C-Cast podcast at gmail.com or dm us on twitter at the C-Cast podcast with any questions comments Um, Stay tuned for next week's episode most likely going to be talking about Thor Love and Thunder Um, I'm going to be going back to our movie rating system where we give it our Potential five stars or not depend upon what we all think Um, And be sure to submit questions for that portion of the episode Big shout out to Captain Amnesia and Ricky Morgan for submitting for our first two episodes Really appreciate your guys' questions Um, For those of you listening please feel free to reach out if you don't want to reach out to the gmail or the twitter and you have one of our numbers please just text us and we'll be sure to put you guys in there um but that'll do it for today's episode thank you all for tuning in and we will see you next week